Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Africa is on its way to completing the next world wonder, a nearly 5,000-mile or 8,000-kilometer belt of greenery and conservation initiatives covering the continent's entire width. This lofty goal, the Great Green Wall, is not a PR stunt. It's an African-led movement designed to breathe life into the degraded landscapes across the Sahel, which is the vast semi-arid region of Africa separating the Sahara Desert to the north and the tropical savannas to the south. This area is experiencing a slew of ecological crises due to overgrazing, drought, and poor farming practices. And desertification here is on the rise. The Sahara Desert is expanding. A study published in the May 2018 issue of the Journal of Climate shows that it's grown 10% since 1920. The ambitious Great Green Wall, which will be Earth's largest living structure once complete, is designed to save the Sahel from ecological implosion and to make those changes sustainable. The Great Green Wall project, kickstarted by the African Union in 2007, was initially designed to build a string of trees across the continent to curb desertification helping Sahel communities survive and thrive. But there were some issues early on. First and foremost, the science behind tree planting as the sole solution wasn't fully there. Many of the first planted trees died, which is when leaders acknowledged that it was time to change course. The Great Green Wall team analyzed indigenous land use techniques and adapted their methodology accordingly. From there, the project evolved from a wall of trees to more of a continent-wide movement, a mosaic of projects, combating land degradation, desertification, and drought based on proven indigenous practices. In some cases, that's tree planting, which the Great Green Wall largely hires locals to do. For other land stretches, it's indigenous adaptations for agriculture or simply growing grass. In other cases, it's a mix of all of the above. This re-greening is truly transformational for both the land and the local people. The Great Green Wall is roughly 15% complete, with millions of trees planted and aspirations to, quote, restore 247 million acres or 100 million hectares of currently degraded land, sequester 250 million tons of carbon, and create 10 million jobs in rural areas by 2030, according to the Great Green Wall website. Another equally impressive outcome, the Pan-African camaraderie and leadership. The initiative started out with 11 countries, but now has over 20, making it a truly Pan-African program. Each country created its own national action plan for implementation, which ensures each nation has ownership, instead of being told what to do by outsiders. This puts power and potential for progress back in the hands of those most affected, So far, the project has created some 350,000 jobs and generated over $90 million in revenue across the countries that host the Great Green Wall. Some of the best Great Green Wall outcomes so far have been in Nigeria, Senegal, Burkina Faso, and Ethiopia. Burkina Faso has 17 million new trees, while 12 million acres, or 4.8 million hectares, of degraded land in Nigeria are now restored, with Senegal and Ethiopia seeing similar success. One Elvis Paul Tangum, the African Union Commissioner for the Sahara and Sahel Great Green Wall Initiative, said, The Great Green Wall is about development. It's about sustainable, climate-smart development at all levels. Each of the 30 countries developed national action plans. That is the biggest achievement, because now they own it. 
It's about ownership. And that has been the failure of development aid because people were never identified with it. But this time they identify. This is our thing. But considering that the total project is triple the size of the Great Barrier Reef, it's inevitable that the Great Green Wall has faced some challenges. The goals do vary from country to country, complicating implementation. And like many conservation projects before it, funding is another hindrance. Countries like Senegal spend $200 million per year on planting and eco-care, but other nations can't afford similar investments. We spoke via email with Chris Magaro, Program Officer for the International Union for Conservation of Nature. He said, Within most of the countries, investments in dry lands remain a challenge based on the misconception that dry lands are wastelands. This view is rapidly changing as dry lands continue to be recognized for their richness in biodiversity, productivity, especially of livestock, and provision of other ecosystem services, including water. According to its latest status report, the program needs to restore over 20 million acres or 8 million hectares of land every year, plus invest an annual $4.3 billion for the hopeful 2030 completion. This goal is lofty, given that the Great Green Wall has restored only roughly 40 million acres or 20 million hectares of land from 2007 to 2018. But leaders remain optimistic. In a press release, Ibrahim Tiao, Executive Secretary to the United Nations Convention to Combat Desertification, said, the Great Green Wall is yielding immediate benefits for the local communities and long-term ecosystem benefits at the international level. It shows that when countries dare to dream, work together, and make the right choices, we can prosper and live in harmony with nature. And where innovative ideas emerge, positive, dramatic change that benefits both the local and international communities will happen. Today's episode was written by Stephanie Vermillion and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other green topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.